All right. Hey, welcome to another edition of uh, Hachi's Deer Camp Podcast. Today I've got uh, my friend Austin Cantola of Genesis 3D Printing on, and we're going to talk about his season and some great new products he's got going. Austin, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Typical Monday. Feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you there, man. I hear you. I had to rush back so we could record this. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so I wanted to talk about uh, your uh, newest product there, the KPE. Uh Anything you can tell me about it? Mine's actually supposed to show up today. Oh man, yeah, we uh, we released a product we call it the KPE. It stands for the Knee Pad Eliminator, and it's a knee pad, which kind of sounds funny because we called it <laughs> the Knee Pad Eliminator. Um, but the whole thought process behind it is it's it's designed to eliminate all other knee pads um, from uh, the end user for saddle hunting. So the idea behind it is it's a bent sheet metal piece of aluminum that's anodized black. Um, has a few flanges that are bent for um, tree bracket, and then it has two that are for your strap. But the ultimate thing is it's supposed to create a flat surface to put your knees against. Um, so on the outside of it, there's a piece of um, marine uh, grade EVA phone that you can put your knees up against um, to give you that soft cushion. But I think the whole idea behind it was, hey, having a round surface like a tree to put your knees into is kind of difficult trying to keep your knees together and keep them from sliding off from side to side. Actually, I've noticed when I've hunted with knee pads that are strapped to my knee knees, um, my knee caps start to hurt or um, my groin muscles or hip flexor muscles start to hurt because I'm fighting the tree and trying to keep my knees um, like to the center of the tree. So that's where we came up with this idea of the putting a flat surface for your knees to push against basically. Um, Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long testing for that product too. Well, that's cool. I think it definitely is going to take a, a spot in the market that is uh, needed for, you know, a guy like me, I've always stood and just leaned back. And then, um, you know, I never would kneel against the tree. Well, I think with this, it's going to make, you know, change, completely change up the hunting uh, aspect of saddles. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because for me, I always uh, was a leaner until using this. Um, and then I found myself sitting way more than I was leaning. Um, and it was the same thing with other guys that tested this. I think we had around 12 guys that were testing this in the field this fall for us, um, just to test different types of foam and all sorts of different designs that we were trying to incorporate. Cause we had angled edges on this, on this design that we were trying to see, is it worth having angled versus just having a flat piece of aluminum? Um, and a lot of the guys were all leaners. Um, and then they actually said like, Hey, I'm actually sitting now more than I am leaning, um, which is kind of cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's great. Um, now, what was I going to ask you there? So the knee pad eliminator, that's uh, is it now? Is, it fits inside of uh, some of the platforms, correct? Or it'll kind of connect into it. Yeah, so it's designed to nest on the back side of the post on like um, the trophy line platforms that have the one and a quarter inch tubing. And then also like the tethered platforms, all of those use a one and a quarter inch post. Um, so basically it's grooved the nest into that. And then there's a bungee retaining system that runs around the whole platform. And then it hooks into a T bracket on the KB. Um, this allows you just to uh, attach it to your, your platform. And the only reason this is kind of nice is because when you're packing everything up, you can have it all as like a seamless system. So you don't have to like figure out where you're going to strap this thing to it because it's already strapped to your platform itself. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, that is nice. So for guys that are worried about, you know, adding more gear, you know, it seems like everyone's always worried about adding more gear. This uh, integrates right into it. So it's, I mean, you're just adding a little weight. You're not adding, 
actually, I mean, you're adding gear, but you're making gear that's mm-hmm. going to, you know, kind of uniform together. Yeah. Yeah. So and I think, I think the other side of it is the weight side of it. It's minimal because this thing weighs a pound without the strap. Um, and I, I weigh it without the strap because some guys may want to use a different type of strap to than the one that we send with it. And the one we send is like five ounces. So it's not really that much. Oh, so yeah. it's like a pound and five ounces. So yeah, pretty much nothing. I like that. Well, great, man. I'm excited for this. Uh, I know that uh, I think you should have a lot of good sales on that. A lot of people should be into it. Uh, what about the HP? How have sales been on that? Now, I know that was a game changer for me. Yeah, that that's that was our number one product last year. And we released that, I think it was late May, early June. Um, and for the first shoot, few months, we could not keep those things in stock. Um, and there's a reason for that. I mean, it's a product that suits all saddle hunters. A lot of our other products are very specific to I'm using this set of sticks or this platform or this tree stand. <clears throat> so with this, um, the HP, it's like anybody who saddle hunts could use it. And I think the biggest problem that people have with saddle hunting when they first get into it is the comfort side of things. Um, and so like, you don't really have to worry about adjusting your, your tether height or I mean, to an extent, but like your bridge where your your bridge attaches to your saddle is it high on your bridge loops or is it low do you have a short bridge like with the hp it just kind of eliminates the the minor adjustments that you have to make to get that maximum comfort um, but it also helps people who are seasoned saddle hunters like me um, i use it all the time every single time because of the fact that it's just super comfortable and I even like purposely not, I I'll use it and then I take it out and I'll sit for like 30 minutes without it. And I'm like, man, I, just to reiterate the fact to myself, like this works. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, it was one of those products that, uh, it seems it's one that you didn't know you needed, but you needed <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> kind of, mm-hmm. you know, until you actually have it on, it's one of those things like, oh man, this really was pinching and hurting. Yeah. Uh, yep. Do you, do you ever think you run out of ideas? I mean, you've come up with so many great ideas. <laughs> I mean, yeah. obviously, as a business standpoint, no, you don't want to ever run out of ideas. But yeah, just... I think it, it it's tricky because, like, my wife, my wife always says that, like, um, like, do you think you'll ever run out? And people have literally told me, like, you're gonna run out. And it's like, yeah, to an extent, but at the same time, I I don't believe that there's gonna be there's always room for improvement in anything that we do in our life. Um, so like, there's always going to be a gap because the person at the end of the day, that's making these things or making things for this industry, for outdoor industry, hunting, they're human. They're going to miss stuff. They're going to make a decision that it's not cost effective to add this thing to it. Um, for example, I have a lot of products that enhance climbing sticks, um, make them better. Um, and a lot of those products, the manufacturer could have just incorporated those designs into their product but they chose not to. Um, and reasons why I don't know, I think most of the time it's, they miss it. They it's the hindsight's 2020. Uh, but the other side of it is everything costs money. And so for example, our, I don't know what number it was on our top five. I think it was number four, but we make clips for the tethered one sticks and it clips, it replaces the need to use like the pins. And they say like, that's our number four, number five product of the year. And it's specific. Like it only <laughs> goes with these sticks. That, that shows me that people see the value of it, but those sticks are already top end dollar sticks. Like for them to throw another $10 per stick into the mix of like, they're going to now charge more than what they already have. I, so I think that's, that's part of it. So, um, but 
go back to like your question, will I ever run out of ideas? No. And a big contributing factor to that is since the industry has continued to innovate and bring new products to the market, that just opens the door for me to make products for those products. So yes and no <laughs> to, to an extent, as long as the, the crazy saddle hunting companies continue to innovate and make new stuff, I, I will have an, an open door to be able to do that stuff that I love. I love it. Um, yeah. So what was your uh, first product you ever made and how did you, uh, uh, how did you start Genesis 3D from that? Yeah. So the first product we ever made um, before we even were a company, it was just me making it and sharing it on Facebook um, was our figurators. Um, and that was all it is, is a product that replaces the need to use a mechanical ascender on your ropes, your tether or your lineman rope. Um, it's basically a hitch tender. And I made one for the Prusa hitch. And then another guy, one guy reached out and said, Hey, you should make one that's like rotate the holes on it. So it's ready for like a one, uh, like a two eyed hitch, like a, uh, a one-way friction hitch, like a Swabish hitch or a Michigan hitch or distal, all those different ones. And so I actually designed that one. And then both of them just took off because people saw the need for it. It was like, do I spend $50 on this ascender? Which I think it was more back in 2019. Cause that was back when saddle hunting just took off and nobody could keep anything in inventory. So I yep. think like the Ropeman one or two or whatever it was, like they just skyrocketed the prices of those i think they were up to like 60 65 bucks and so i just created this and started posting about it and people were loving it i was in missouri hunting on a, a trip and i made it for myself because I, that was my first time ever saddle hunting and i was just like making this stuff because i was too cheap to go and buy those things i couldn't couldn't afford it um i literally 3d printed my own climbing sticks i used one inch tubing aluminum tubing and then i printed the standoff and steps and used it and used a ring of steps. I didn't even have a platform. Like it was, I was trying to be as efficient as possible with my, my money and my spending cash and stuff. So oh, I yeah, the you there. <laughs> yeah, the figure eater was our first one. And then in 2020, um, January, 2020, that's when we started our LLC as Genesis 3d printing. And then from there, we haven't really looked back. It feels like that's great. Being able to start a business during uh, COVID is, uh, Something to be very accomplished, you know, feel accomplished. Yeah, about. yeah, it was a uh, weird time for sure. <laughs> very weird. <laughs> so, your uh, how was your season this year? Um, it was. It's unique because it seems like every year I'm trying to figure out how do I balance the the workload of G3D, my day job, and then hunting, and not. In, I mean, included, which is number one, and there is my family, like my my wife and whatnot. Um, so this year was kind of an off year for me. Last year I did uh, an elk hunt. Well, two years ago, I did an elk hunt and whatnot. And I this year, I purposely went into it knowing that I wasn't going to um, have a ton of opportunity to get out in the woods. So it was subpar at best, but it was still fun. Like went to the Bowhunter Chronicles uh, Patreon hunt, which was a blast. Um, just hanging out and meeting people that know me. And I've never met them, but they, they know who I am and they know what I stand for. So it was just kind of cool to finally meet people that are longtime uh, supporters and whatnot. Um, but I mean, like I was on good deer. I just didn't have the opportunities um, to make it happen, but it was still like, it was, it was close to making something happen. You just, uh, you were just out of hunt too, weren't you? You just got back yeah. from, you were out of state. Yeah. I went to Missouri for a late uh, January hunt. Didn't actually think I was going to be able to do it. Um, literally like the day of my, uh, when I was gonna, the day before we were going to travel. 
I had some stuff going on at my day job and at home and stuff like that. And was told, Hey, just go. It'll be what you do is not important to an extent, like spend, spend your vacation, what you plan on doing. So we went down there, um, on a Wednesday afternoon and we only got to hunt one day because we had that huge snowstorm that came rolling through in Iowa and then in Michigan. And so we actually came home on uh, Friday instead of uh, Saturday, what we were planning on. So it was, it was a rush trip. Um, and it was, it was challenging because there was probably 16 inches of snow there that we had walked through. So oh, wow. not easy. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, any future plans for hunts this coming up season? Um, so we're trying to figure something out with that. Um, I was kind of talking about the elk hunt. We were talking about doing an elk hunt every other year. My, my dad, my brother and I, and then a few other family members potentially. Um, so that's kind of on the table potentially. Um, I loved it. If you haven't went elk hunting, you got to do it. It's a blast. Um, and then do probably the Bowhunter Chronicles, uh, hunt where I just go up and hang out on a Friday after work and then Friday, Saturday, and then head home Sunday kind of thing. Um, and then for our, um, our team for the G3D team, we're actually going to do a hunt in Ohio this year. So pretty excited about that. We'll just, we rented a place and basically just the team can come. We'll have tons of bed beds for guys to sleep on. If not, there's plenty of room to throw some cots or air mattresses down. Um, and then my wife will handle the food and whatnot. So that will be a oh, very really nice. fun trip. You know? Heck yeah, that's awesome. Oh yeah. The elk thing. I haven't bought the elk bug yet, but that's what everybody tells me. I'm a little afraid that uh, I'm going to get another hobby. I don't really need. <laughs> yep. It's a dangerous but, one for sure. Yeah. So any, uh, any future stuff coming up product wise that you can speak of, or is everything hush hush at the moment? Um, nothing that I don't have anything that I can share too much of. Um, we have a few products that we've had in, had in our portfolio, whatever you want to call it on our site for a while now that we did some redesigning on to make them even better that I'm excited for. Um, so there's our gear hanger system is going to get a pretty big overhaul and we've already overhauled it again this, this, uh, this summer we did. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that increased, uh, the packability and then, um, a few key features that we're going to incorporate with this. And the cool thing is, um, if you have our old gear hanger system, um, this, these update that we're making, um, you could still get those updates without having to buy the whole gear hanger system. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, we have a new product that's coming. Um, I actually had a few of the bow hunter Chronicles, Patreon guys testing this out that are going to do the bear hunt this spring. Um, so okay. sent a few of those prototypes out and just was curious. It's, it's geared towards gun hunting, uh, which it's funny because I don't really gun hunt. Um, and so I was like, I don't know if this is going to make sense to everybody, but for me, when I went elk hunting, I went on a muzzleloader hunt and I struggled with this big time. And so I was like, I can't be the only one. And so I asked the guys and they're like, yep, that's a common problem. A lot of guys have tried to fix that, but it's not, there's not an easy way to do it. And so I came up with a neat, pretty dang easy way. And they all were like, you nailed it. So I, it's some of those designs you, you design them one time and you're like, I think I nailed it. And there's other times where you design something 15 times and you're like, I think I finally nailed it. This one was a very unique scenario where I designed it. And I was like, okay, this one, this works pretty dang good right off the bat. So that will come. My wife and I are going to be on vacation um, for a while. So we're shooting between when we get back from vacation to we're going to the Iowa Deer Classic. So we'll try to release it sometime in between there. So Okay. Well, that sounds cool. We all look forward to that. 
Uh, just basically one final question here, and then I'll let you get going. I know you got uh, lunch to eat and get get back to work. What oh, uh, what uh, what's your bow setup? So I have two different bows. Um, I go back and forth, but for target shooting or like if I go to attack or whatnot, I've been drawn more back to my Elite Z twenty eight. Um, it's an 09 bow, so it's a pretty old bow, but that that sucker shoots really pretty dang good. Um, I have the, the ultra view site mounted on a spot hog, um, rail system. Um, and that seems like a pretty dang good bow set up for me for that, for that bow, um, shooting some sweet strings on that too. I have a buddy in Ohio that does, uh, strings for that. So it's drawn archery, uh, give him a shout out. He's a small business guy, just like me. Um, yeah, so that's, that's my bow setup. And then I, for, for the one. And for both bows, I shoot the Exodus MMT arrows. Um, been really liking those. Cameron really set me up good for those. They shoot straight right out of the box. Um, they they work really well. I don't know. Do you have a set of those? or? Yeah, yeah. That's what I've been shooting with the MMTs. I love them. I, you know, yeah. I, I, I can't say enough good things about those. They're, they're, they're so straight right out of the box. They shoot great. I mean, all you got to do is punch your info in and Cam sends them right out. Yeah. No, it's been – those arrows have been awesome. And I shot – two deer last year with them and both arrows i pulled right out of the deer and i was able to reuse them it, it was not a problem at all so yeah those those are really nice arrows and i don't even i'm not afraid to shoot them at tack because they shoot so darn good um whereas before i was a kind of a nervous about shooting my arrows i've gotten better so i'm like okay 140 yard shots not bad anymore i can make this kind of work um the other bow that i have is a gearhead uh, uh disruptor uh, d24 so it's 24 inches axle axle. It's a very small bow. Um, I get a lot of weird looks from people when they see it. Cause they're like, what are you doing with that thing? Um, but for me personally, I love carrying that thing around in the woods because it is so small and low profile that I can, I can pack it in. Not have to worry about running into stuff when I'm in the saddle, I can maneuver on the tree really easy. And most of the time guys complain about like you, you lose your accuracy over long distances with that. And I'm like, I get that to an extent because you do have that torquing issue of like it's a small axle, axle bow. Um, so it may not perform super well at the long distance. I've taken its tack and haven't had too big of an issue. Um, but for hunting scenarios, like I'm going to shoot 30 yards and in um, almost every single time. I'm actually nervous to shoot past 32 because of how much the deer changes when you shoot. Um, so that's my that's my other bow I really like using during hunting setups. I actually hunt from a kayak sometimes and I've used that bow sitting down in a kayak and you can draw and not have any issues with the limb and cam hitting on my kayak. Um, so yeah, on that one, I actually have the ultra view site. Um, okay. And that one's, that one's, or sorry, uh, the dialed site. I use the ultra view on the other one. I misspoke and the dialed archery site, um, with their whole system. I tried that out. I actually really like it. Um, I, they have great customer service. I've had a few things because I was one of their original backers of when they launched their company, had a few tweaks that I asked them if they could work on. I sent them my site and they sent it back. No problem. So that site's been working really well. It's really light too. It's not a heavy site system. Um, so loving that. And then, oh, the QAD drop away rest for both bows has been my go-to. I haven't had an issue with that at all. Um, so yeah, other than that, nothing crazy. I have a few bells and whistles that I put on my bows that are G3D, but other than that, everything's pretty standard. I wouldn't expect anything less. Well, hey, Austin, man, I really appreciate you coming on today. Um, if guys want to find you and follow you, where can they find you at? Yeah, so on our social media handles, Instagram and Facebook, we're just Genesis 3D Printing. Um, and then our website is Genesis3DPrinting.com. So pretty standard. Nobody took the name before we grabbed it. So we're pretty unfortunate about that. We also have a YouTube channel and a TikTok. I, 
I don't even jump on TikTok, but I upload a video and then I'll go back and be like, oh yeah, I, went, I forgot about TikTok. I should look and see how that's going. But yeah, we're pretty much on everything, but I don't think we have a Twitter. So gotcha. <laughs> I don't even, it's not even Twitter anymore. I don't think, but I'm not on it either. So I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch and let's uh, look forward to uh, seeing everything else that uh, you've got uh, coming out over the next uh, little bit. Yeah, sounds good, man. I appreciate you having me on. All right, man. We'll uh, we'll talk soon.